Hey, you're back with Brittany. I'm the owner of Brittany Elliott LLC and the creator of Back to You in Five. I help mothers reconnect with themselves through self-care. Today, we are going to talk about the importance of advocating for your self-care. So let's get into it. Sometimes a jump start is all you need to get good habits for your self-care journey. Join the 30-day challenge, Self-Care is Self-Love Today, for 30 days of encouragement and self-care activities to get you on the path to reconnection. Accept the challenge now at backtoyouin5.com slash challenge. How often have you said or thought, they should know how I feel. They should know what needs done around here. I shouldn't have to explain myself. They is often our spouse or partner. While I have absolutely felt this way in the past, it is actually our responsibility to tell people how we feel. If you're anything like me, you've become pretty good at masking your overwhelm with a smile, or you tackle household duties with a can-do attitude. So the people in your circles, they only see that mask. So we need to let them in and tell them exactly how we are feeling. Advocating for others tends to be more natural than advocating for ourselves. And as mothers, we're great at advocating for our children, but we tend to complain about everything we do versus the things we don't get. So we recognize all the things we do, whether it's being a working mom and take caring things, taking care of things in the house or being a stay-at-home mom and still making sure that our kids get to all their outside of school activities, whatever it may be, we tend to, even though it seems like we are sometimes taking pride for how much we are able to get done, and other times we're using it as a way to complain about all the things that we are accomplishing without getting help, recognition, or appreciation from others. And so we really need to turn those complaints into advocating. And I could tell you like when my daughter will need to eat next, the last time she ate, how much she drank, how long she's been standing, sitting, when she needs to spend time outside, when she's tired, etc. I am so sensitive to her needs, but I wasn't always sensitive to my own. And that's not something that I should really complain about, especially since it's just an aspect of my personality and it's the type of mother that I am. It's the type of mother that I've decided to be. And that's, you know, no one else's fault, but I still need to be that much more attentive to myself. So in the process of reconnecting with ourselves, time spent on our self-care helps us become more sensitive to our own needs. We can then communicate those needs to others. We advocate for ourselves by setting boundaries, sharing our challenges and thoughts, asking for help, maintaining open lines of communication, and respecting your limits. 
So let's dive into each of these. Setting boundaries. So setting boundaries is really how you allow others to treat you and how you expect others to behave around you. It's also about how you treat yourself. It helps you protect your self-esteem and enjoy healthy relationships. Two is acknowledging your feelings. So we talked about this in season five, episode three. Acknowledging your feelings is important because it increases your capacity for empathy. It helps you build better relationships. It improves your overall emotional wellness. And then you're able to model that to your children who will then grow up with emotional validation as their default. Number three is ask for help. Asking for help allows us to recognize the boundaries we have set by respecting our own limits and recognizing that we just can't do everything on our own. Four is maintain open lines of communication. So things change. Emotions sometimes linger longer than we understand why. Um, We need to continue to be open in our communication when advocating for ourselves while also respecting the needs of others. It's a give and take. You have to know when to compromise and when to stand your ground. So remember, your spouse has needs and a mental load too. So give them space to express their needs as well. And five is talk about your challenges and thoughts. This is really important because motherhood impacts us all differently and presents different challenges. So we need to work through them by sharing them with our partner. So they may be having, they as in your partner, may be having similar challenges or have overcome similar challenges as they've adjusted to becoming a parent. So you should also share your thoughts about how things have changed since you've become a mother and how things continue to change moving forward. So if you don't have a spouse or partner, you should be sharing your challenges and thoughts with someone in your village. So remember, your village should be made up of people you trust and respect. So at least one member of your village should be a close confidant, in my opinion. A great way to approach this is to gather all your thought, all your common thoughts for a week or two, then talk through it. So you could also use this approach if you are working with a therapist, talking through your challenges and thoughts can help others better understand your needs so they can then keep you on track with your self-care goals. And the best example that I can give you for how it plays out when you advocate for your self-care is really when I began my self-care journey. And so in 2020, when I first had what I call like my shattered sense of self, and I felt like things were wrong. I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. And I was really focused on getting back on track. It was very much an internal process, something that I realized there was a need for. And I started doing it, you know, on my own. And then once I realized I was on the right track, I had a conversation about how I've been feeling with my husband. And it really was 
a conversation, almost like putting him on notice almost, like not like, it wasn't a blame thing. I wasn't saying that I felt the way that I felt because of anything that he did, because it had nothing to do with him. Everything that I felt, the challenges that I was facing, my adjustment to motherhood, it was very much an an internal struggle. I really don't feel like there's anything that he could have done differently. Not that he wouldn't have tried to do different things, but I don't think that there's anything that he could have done differently. I had a lot of support coming into motherhood. A lot of it was just me not being vocal, not communicating how I was feeling, how how scared I was, how nervous I was, and just how hard on myself I was being for becoming a mother. And even though I didn't plan on being a mother, it was just a really an, an internal battle. And then me not facing things and me not being open, me not expressing myself and me not acknowledging my feelings. So once I just put it out there and really talked about how I was feeling, it wasn't something for him to come in and fix. That's why I say, you know, I was putting him on notice because it was something for him to be able to acknowledge and learn more about and then say, what can I do? Is there anything that I can do? And a lot of times there wasn't, there really wasn't much for him to do. And then as I spent more time with myself and understood my needs, I was able to communicate with him when there were things needed. So if I just needed a nap or I needed some time to myself, if I needed him to, you know, take our daughter for a couple of hours so that I could have the house to myself, or if I wanted to just have a day out by myself, or if I really wanted to have a date night with him, or if I really just wanted to be able to go you know, hang out with my mother or whatever it was that was in my plan that was going to impact him as well, because I like to make decisions with us as a unit in mind, then I was able to bring him into the fold. So when you're advocating for your self-care, it's not about blame. And that's why I opened this episode with how many times have you almost blamed whoever it is in your life for just not getting it. You feel like they just don't get you. And they probably don't because you're not expressing yourself in a productive way. You're bottling everything in and then you'll let one item that doesn't make it into the laundry basket set you off when you could have just said, hey, this is something that bothers me, you know, when you do this, like, can can you not, can you not do that? I know there was a situation with laundry is just like a big, big part of things that go on because laundry is like my Achilles heel and I'm always talking about laundry. But one thing is, so when my husband would take off, like sometimes his work clothes or whatever, either he would take off all the shirts that he has. So let's say he had three layers of shirts on, he would take them all off and then put them in the basket like that. So we both wash clothes. So when he would wash clothes, 
I assume it didn't bother him. He would just separate them. But for me, for whatever reason, that bothers me. (laughs) And I would just ask him, hey, can you just take all of these clothes apart for me so that I don't have to do that extra step? And so he does his best. You know, he does his best to remember to do that. When he doesn't remember to do that, I don't run around thinking, oh, he just did this just to spite me. It's just, you know, he knows how I feel and he's doing his best. Um, But that's something I roll with. When it comes to his pants, sometimes he leaves stuff like in his pockets. And I told him, hey, I'm not going to go through your pockets anymore. So if you leave drill bits or whatever ends up in your pockets, they're going to be in there because I'm just not going to take the time to go through your pockets. And so I'm going to wash them as is. And that was me um, setting a boundary for what I was willing to do. And so in his mind, he knew to like just take an extra couple seconds to go through his pants. Now, on the flip side, me understanding that he has needs too, he could have come back to me and said, hey, after I get off work, I really don't have the energy to do that. Like, could you just help me out and do that for me? And I would have, in my opinion, had to be open to understanding his need and being like, okay, where's the compromise for that? But in that specific situation, it didn't bother him either way. So a lot of times we don't have open dialogue because we think it's going to be an argument, but a lot of times it's not going to be an argument. It's just going to be a conversation that actually gets resolved. So remember, advocating for yourself is a very important part of your self-care journey. It may not be comfortable right away, but keep working toward it. I appreciate you all for listening today, and I'll talk to you very, very soon. To learn more about Back to You in 5, visit backtoyouin5.com or follow at Back to You in 5 on Instagram where you'll find self-care tips and strategies. Remember, motherhood is a journey, not a destination.